And a warm welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thanks to the guys for Guide Talk. It was a, a happy, zippy hour, and we're going to continue the happy, zippy with Dr. <laughs> Glenn Pickering. We're going to talk today about being happy is easier than you think. What a provocative title that is. There you go. Dr. Glenn Pickering is a regular guest on the show. He also is an engineer. He is a psychologist with a Ph.D., and also a pastor, so there's quite the combo. That's the that's quite a mix you got going, Glenn. <laughs> Somebody might say I'm indecisive, Justin, but it just took God a long time to get really clear about where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll run off and join the circus, and uh, then I'll be concerned. I'm really not flexible enough to be the circus, but I could be the clown. Maybe that's all right. right. All right, you do that. So being e- being happy, yeah, is easier than you think, huh? Yeah, that's all true. I wouldn't lie. I know you wouldn't lie, but (laughs) let's dig into this topic. I'm very intrigued. All right. Well, a lot of listeners, and you, of course, know that um, I've written books on tag. I talk about the game of tag a lot where we don't want to be the bad one. So we're always blaming others. We ignore the 50-50 rule, which says, really, if something went wrong, we both had a part of it. So we're not actually trying to be happy. We're just trying, we're not even trying to be right. We're just trying to be the one that's not wrong, which is a really low bar. If somebody says, hey, Glenn, how'd your day go today? And I say, well, I didn't get in a traffic accident, <laughs> so it was a good day. You would think, man, that's that's a pretty low bar. That's The best thing that happened to you is that you didn't have a traffic accident. That's mm-hmm. really not saying much. And so if we get caught in that worldly way of interacting and thinking, we really always end up unhappy because we're not actually even trying to be happy. We're just trying not to be wrong which is a really unhappy business because in the game and tag, either I'm wrong, which makes me feel bad, or I'm making other people wrong, which also makes me feel bad. I mean, it's not, it's not uplifting in any way. So I just know that taking that approach will always make people unhappy because happiness comes from noticing and appreciating all the things in life that are good. So when Paul talks, you know, in Philippians 4, 8, about, you know, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is excellent, whatever is, you know, good, think about these things. In other words, we should spend our life focusing on what's right. But what's interesting is that's actually hard to do. And I don't mean that sarcastically. It is way easier for us to notice what's not right. So, for example, if I have a head cold, people ask me, hey, how are you doing? I say, oh, I have a head cold. I don't say... My heart's working pretty well. My lungs seem to be good. My arms and legs are moving freely, and I'm actually bumped into several interesting people. I say, I have a head cold, because that's the part that I notice, because that's the part that's not right. We take all the other stuff so for granted. Mm-hmm. And then my head cold goes away. I don't think about it. I don't get up four days later and think, oh, my goodness, I don't have a head cold. What a great thing. I'm, I'm really having a good day. We, we just don't. And so, uh, you know, as a kid, I was in a lot of sports things, and I sprained my ankle a lot. So it'd be easy to hobble around and people say, how are you doing? I say, well, I sprained my ankle. I might tell them my big story about how I sprained my ankle. But that's actually only like 4% of how I'm doing. Mm. I'm also up and walking around and going to class and talking to people and having friendships and reading my Bible. And you know what I mean? It's like I'm actually having, in, re- in reality, a really good day and I sprained my ankle. So it's not that I didn't, and it's not that we're wrong to say I sprained my ankle. But if we focus on what's wrong, it just makes us really unhappy. Because everything, this is why Paul says in Philippians 4, 8, focus on all the things around you that are excellent and pure and good because God wants us to be happy. We were literally built to be happy. But if we're not careful, we settle for being unhappy because that actually takes way less effort. And again, not to be sarcastic, I just really get it. We tend to take everything that's right for granted. 
My heart's working right. My lungs are working great. I'm moving along. My legs are getting me where I want to go. I'm on time for my next meeting. I spend very little time thinking, that's so great. The whole time I'm walking over them, I'm thinking, I hope I'm not late. Like, I'm focused on the one thing that might go wrong instead of all the things that are going right just to get myself there. So I just know it's really easy. It takes way less effort to notice what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, we pay almost no attention to all the things that are right. But that makes us unhappy because focusing on what's wrong makes us unhappy and focusing on what's right makes us happy. So it's like we really, the easy way actually just leads us to be unhappy. And we even sort of think, well, that's just life. But I think, no, it's actually not. It really is a choice that we can really focus on the things that are happy as well. So on the things that we're grateful for. So um, in the promo for this hour yesterday, Glenn, I said that notice, and this is coming from you, mm-hmm. noticing what is not right is easy. Right. That's easy. Right. You can, you, you can talk about your sprained ankle. That's easy. Right, exactly. But that's maybe 8% or 4%, like you right. say. Exactly, right. But how do you bring the other to the front and make that the emphasis? I, I, oh, and I got this nagging thing with my ankle. Right, make right, that right. like the last thing you add in. Right, and and what's interesting is, and the next time people see me, they're going to say, hey, how's your ankle? They're going to start the conversation there, too. I mean, which, again, it's loving. They're not trying to be... right bad. Um, but it's just easy to start from that place. Hey, I know you're struggling. How's that struggle going? As opposed to, hey, you know, you're telling me last time about how your granddaughter, how much you love her, how great she is. How is she doing? They probably won't even ask me that. Mm-hmm. But they might ask me how my ankle is. Again, just because that sort of stands out against the background of all the things that are going right, the things that are not going right sort of stick out for us. And if mm-hmm. we're not careful, that becomes our focal point. But for the sake of discussion, if yeah. you're in your circle of people that know you and love you and you come hobbling up, they're going to go, what's wrong with your ankle? Oh, right, because they care about me, and that's great. And mm-hmm. I always think, and if the first two minutes of our conversation is about that, great. Mm-hmm. But if we're together for five minutes and really that's the only thing that's talked about, we're kind of missing something. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so it's not that we can't notice those things or acknowledge them. It's perfectly fine. It's just that if we're not careful, we focus on that instead of focusing on all the amazing things that are happening around us. Mm-hmm. So... One of the premises of today is that if we're always noticing what is not right, that will lead to a certain level of unhappiness. Right, because all I notice are the things that are frustrating to me or that are bothersome to me or that I'm kind of upset about or that aren't going right or that my judgmental little ego brain thinks that's not how it should be. And, well, those are not happy thoughts. What are some other, Glenn, what are some other words for that? Is it complaining? What what else? Well, partly it's complaining, but I want to be a little careful because I really am not judgmental about it. No, I know you're not. Okay. I just think it is just the easiest thing to notice. Hey, Glenn, how are you doing? My ankle hurts. Well, let's be honest. If my ankle's throbbing, that is kind of standing out in my awareness. I kind of take for granted all the things that are going really well, including Mm -hmm. all the people who gave me a ride today since I can't drive my car. So... You know what I mean? Right. I could also say, I'm discovering God's goodness. So many people are helping me out with my sprained ankle. That could also be a thing I focus on, a great thing to focus on. It would all be true. If I'm not careful, I just talk about my ankle because that's a story. And we kind of like telling stories. Yeah. It does give us a topic of discussion. Right, exactly. A real easy because thing to focus on. Yep. One of the very first questions anyone ever asks is, hey, Glenn, how are you doing? Right. And, and I've got something now to talk about. I sprained right. my ankle yesterday. Exactly. You know, I have a story. <laughs> yeah. I have a way to answer that question. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we need to be better at small talk, too. Um, well, or at least, I, this is a funny thing, but, you know, I'm autistic, so I'm so bad at small talk. So um, I often have, like, what I call a two-minute story in my back pocket. So if somebody asks me how I'm doing, I know what to say. <laughs> <laughs>
Did you pull it out of your pocket and read it, or you I, just well, I try not to memorized? make it quite that obvious. Yeah, you know, so I like have it written on my hand, so I can just kind of look dumb without being obvious about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, let's uh, talk about two happy ways of living. Great, thank you. Um, we're going to talk about gratitude first. Okay. Um, and lots of people say oh, it's important to be grateful. There are gratitude journals. There are whole groups of people who focus on being grateful, and it's all good. But it is striking to me in all of the, I don't know, 30 years I've been doing counseling to realize how few people actually understand what it looks like to actually be grateful and what it takes. And there's kind of two steps that are important to us. So um, the first step is this. We have to actually choose it. That's part of what I mean about this brain ankle and the knot. We have to actually pick it. I um, had a client once who was a missionary coming back from a, the field in Africa he said he worked in this little village that was right on the edge of the desert. So there's the desert, and then the jungle started, and that village was like right where those two kind of intersected. And he told me, Glenn, one day, one morning, I was out praying, just like I did every morning, and this thought struck me. I could look out towards the desert and see no sign of visible life. I could stand right where I was but turn 180 degrees and see the jungle behind me and see every life form imaginable. And he said, it just so struck me that it was totally up to me which way I looked. Mm. And I thought, that's so right. See, in life, there are hard things that happen, and there are great things that happen. And they're both true. So it's not like, well, which one is true? That's a crazy thought. Like, the desert is out there, and the jungle is out there. I mean, those are both part of life. Um, but, but partly being grateful starts with really choosing it. And I can be sure that anytime I'm sort of upset inside or frustrated, or anxious, which I'm very likely to be, um, I can be pretty sure in that moment that I'm not actually grateful. Again, not as a judgment, just as an awareness. If I'm frustrated, sort of down, or anxious like I often get, I'm not grateful. I'm literally not noticing the things around me that are amazing, that are miraculous, that mm-hmm. are so great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the most beautiful view on any walk might be the view behind you. I just might be, in fact, right? Yeah. Sometimes you stop and turn and look backwards, and you go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. (laughs) Is that ever beautiful? I know. That's right. Could be perfect. We're talking to Dr. Glenn Pickering. We're talking about being happy is easier than you think. We're going to give you some tools and some thoughts to think about gratitude being one of them. But we're going to come back, and if you want to learn more about Glenn, you can go to drglennpickering.com. It's Glenn with two N's, P-I-C-K-E-R-I-N-G. And the text line is still down. So if you're sending me over text messages today, I am not going to get them, unfortunately, until the text line repairs itself. And you can send me a message uh, by email. You could email me a, a question or comment if you have for Glenn at bill at myfaithradio.com. about being happy today. Being happy is easier than you think. My guest is Dr. Glenn Pickering. And I'm also glad to say the text line is back up. So if you want to send a text, you can. That number is 877-933-2484. We're going to talk about uh, two happy ways of living and gratitude is the first one. Glenn just told a lovely story about a missionary in Africa. Is it Africa? Yeah, Africa. 
And so that's where we last left off. All right. Um, yeah, so, his, and his point was this. We are surrounded by miracles, so many miracles, and we are surrounded by things that can be difficult. Those are both true. So it's not about living in denial. It's just about an awareness at all times that they are both true. And I could focus just on the things that are hard. And there's nothing wrong with acknowledging the things that are hard and praying for one another and caring for one another and reaching out to each other in those hard times. But even then, it's really important not to have that be our focus. So even if I'm visiting somebody who's sick, I don't want their whole focus being there being sick. I want to visit them. I want to chat with them. I want to cheer them up a little bit. I want to ask what I can do to help them. You know what I mean? We can still focus on something other than the fact that, oh, you're sick. That's, that's one part of them, but that's not the whole part of them. So even when we go through a hard time, it's important to remember that's not the whole story. It's just not. I, um, my mom passed away a few years ago, and um, she was, you know, dying. She had a bad fall never regained consciousness, and was sort of in that limbo place for several days. And all the extended family was around and came and visited her. And of course, it was a really hard time. Your mom dies, that's hard. But it's really interesting how many of us in that extended family then connected to each other during that time, supported each other, prayed over each other, prayed for my mom. It's just even in the middle of that which tragic time, like, yeah, but there were also miracles happened during that tragic time, like amazing things that happened, like God was so present in that process. And I just think, and I can be grateful for that. At the same time that I grieve my mom and think, I'm so fa- I feel so bad that she fell, I can also think, yes, and there were amazing miracles that happened all through those days. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really something. Christians should always be yes, and. Yes, exactly. I love that. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Because not, it's always true. Yeah. Not my will, but thy will be done. Right. But yes, and right. what has God brought in the midst of all this? Right. Mm-hmm. Which is always like really amazing. So um, I always think, so gratitude is one way to be happy. And there's two parts to that. The first part is to be, like I was saying, just really intentional and aware of all the amazing things that are happening around us. Because it's true that there are a lot of things we don't have. I like my car, but I don't have to drive very far to see a car nicer than mine <laughs> or a yard bigger than my yard or a house bigger than my house. Or, you know, I mean, it's easy to see things we don't have, but it's so important to understand. Yes. And there are an infinite number of things we don't have, most of which were just given to us. The people in our life, the talents that we have, the amazing world that we live in, the fact that it's spring. I mean, there's so many gifts around us that we don't even earn or, I mean, they just literally would literally were given to us. And sometimes people say, why are you such a nut about noticing that God gives us gifts that we didn't earn? It's not because I want us to think badly about ourselves. I just want to be grateful. And when I get that it's a gift, not something I earned, then gratitude is the logical response. So I just want to always stay focused on, yes, it's so cool this is happening. I love this gift because that makes you happy. Gwen and I have a child's book and the end is the last sentence says, it's not that happy people are grateful. It's that grateful people are happy. And I think that is so powerfully true. When I choose to be grateful, I really am happy. So step one, it has to be a choice. Now step two, which a lot of people don't understand, is that it has to be focused in order to make me happy. And what I mean is like in a more detailed way. Like a lot of people do gratitude journals, and I think God bless you, keep doing that. But oftentimes people write a list of things they're grateful for. I love my house, I love my kid, I love my dog, I love my, you know, and then they read over that list. But it doesn't actually move their heart. It doesn't touch their spirit. It doesn't really move them in any way because none of them actually soak in. 
It's just a list that we read over, and I can do it almost automatically without thinking. But what I really understand is if we want to be grateful in a way that makes us happy, joyful, that really touches our heart and moves our spirit, see, we have to slow down and take those things one at a time. Just pick one and really, really focus on it. So, for example, I might think, well, I'm really grateful for my daughter. Oh, that's great. She's a great kid. But see, just knowing that doesn't actually make me happy. That's just a thought. Oh, yeah, I have a great kid. Uh huh. It doesn't touch my heart. doesn't move my spirit. doesn't make me happy or grateful. But if I just close my eyes and just see my kid in my mind and think about how amazing she is and some of the great times we've had and what a great mom she's turning out to be and how happy I am to see her and how smart she is and how funny she is. And, like, I'm just really, really focused on all the things about my kid that I just so much love. I promise you, I do that for 30 seconds and I'm happy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like joyfully happy. Like, like just, in love with God and other people happy. You're marinating some thoughts. Yes, exactly. So instead of just sort of moving quickly through the list, if I actually want to be grateful in a way that makes me happy, I can't just run through the list. I have to actually focus on one, really, really let myself be in that moment and just think about how happy I am, how lucky I am to have them, how amazing that person is, or that thing. I had a car I used to love to drive. I'd do the same thing. I could think, oh, I like my car. I used to think about being in my car, and I love how fast it would accelerate and how great it looked and how perfect that seat fit me. <laughs> I can be happy just thinking about that. could be a car. could be a person. could be a community you belong to, a church or a neighborhood community, and just take a minute to think, how helpful and loving that community has been to you and all the ways they've reached out to you, all the ways they've made a difference in your life. Well, so you do that for 30 seconds, and I promise you, you're joyfully happy. So I'm going to challenge the readers right now for 30 seconds if you guys are up for it. Close your eyes. Think about a person or a trait that you have or an object that you want that you really like or a community that you belong to. Just think about it for 30 seconds all the reasons why you're grateful, what's great about that person, that object, that community, that trait of yours. Just let yourself think for 30 seconds about what's great about that. Take 30. Now, this is normally where I'd play the Jeopardy music at the end I for like 30 it. seconds, nice. but because a trademark that wouldn't let me play it. <laughs> but so, what, what I'm hearing you say, Glenn, is, of course, you're happy when you think of your daughter, right. but you're really much happier if you spend 30 seconds marinating on the many lovely, wonderful things about her. He just makes you right. happier. Right, way gotcha. happy. Right, because instead of just sort of barely touching you, it actually moves you. You will come out of that 30 seconds like, wow, that, may, that changed my day. And it does change your day. So I'd really urge those listeners, just take 30 seconds right now, think about a thing that makes you happy, let us really soak into you, and, you know, text us or email Bill and tell him what happened to you when you did that. Listening to Afternoons with Bill really makes me happy. I oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's no, in my no, no, handwriting. No, no. That's That wasn't on the text line. That was in my handwriting. Okay. <laughs> of course it would. Who wouldn't be happy to listen uh, to Bill in the afternoon? Of course, of course. Um, yeah, so this is a, a, a great reminder that if we want to go deeper into our happiness, right. it's, again, something that we can start today. Right, 30 seconds from right now, 30 you can, be, seconds, you can yeah. be happier than you are right now Yeah, by choosing it and then by focusing on one thing that you're really happy and about. And not just blowing through your list. Exactly. The list, honestly, it will never touch your heart. Even mm-hmm. if it's all true, it still won't touch your heart. It won't move your spirit in a powerful, godly direction. Mm-hmm. You're glad you have the list. Right. It, you know, but to enjoy that list, right. you have to break it down one at a time. Right, and really, really focus. So 
when we started off saying it's a choice, being happy is a choice, partly it's about gratitude. Gratitude itself is a choice to focus on what's good instead of what's not right. But then it's also a choice to say, and I'm going to pick one of those things to really focus on for 30 seconds. Just really dwell on that. Let myself, myself be in that joyful moment of true appreciation, and I will come out way happier. And that happiness will help carry me all the way through my day. Mm-hmm. Comment came in, then daily work, people tend to notice the one thing that you did incorrectly. I'm, I know. But, but so, you may have done 500 things well during the day, but yep. I try to overcome it by focusing on the positive. Like, for example, it's finally getting warm. Nice, and I like that. It's a great thing to focus on, but and it's really true. It's just, it's what I was trying to say before. It's easier to notice what's not right. Mm-hmm. And again, I still don't mean that judgmentally. It just is easier. Like it stands out in front of our attention. And do we have two minutes to tell you why that's true yeah, on a neurological absolutely. level? Yeah. Right. We have two different kinds of nerve cells. Tonic nerve cells, which measure things that stay the same, and phasic nerve cells, which measure things that change. 90% of our nerve cells are phasic. They measure things that change. Only 10% of them are tonic, which measure the things that stay the same, which is perfectly great. So I put my watch on my hand, and for just a few seconds, you know, I notice, hey, your watch is on, your watch is on. But see, I don't need to keep getting that message. Mm-hmm. In fact, it would drive you crazy, right? So, and if you think about, you know, not so many generations ago, when we were mostly hunters and gatherers, see, if I'm out walking in the woods, the things that stay the same are not a threat to me. Hey, it was sunny two minutes ago, and it still is. Great. Mm-hmm. But if the wind shifts, the grass moves, there's a noise over there, something shifts, the temperature drops, I probably need to do something. So we are actually literally wired to notice the things that are, quote-unquote, not right, or that just changed, or that aren't the way they usually are. So if we're not careful, then we literally spend our life noticing the things that are, quote-unquote, not as they should be, which is why I said it takes effort to actually notice all the things that are right. We have to literally choose it because our automatic response, literally on the neurological level, is to notice what's not right or what's just changed or something that just happened around me, as opposed to noticing all the things that are great and are still great. Mm-hmm. Being happy is easier than you think. My guest <laughs> is Dr. Glenn Pickering. You can go check out his website, drglennpickering.com. That's Glenn with two N's. P-I-C-K-E-R-I-N-G dot com. He offers a lovely invitation. If you would like a 20-minute free counseling session, he's open to that, and there's no obligation, and there's no fine print. You just fill out a little form midway uh, down his webpage, and you can set up a time to chat with him. And the way Glenn talks, you'll get a lot out of 20 minutes. Be right back. Dr. Glenn Pickering with me today. Dr. Glenn Pickering. Go to drglennpickering.com and you can learn more about Glenn. And we're talking about uh, being happy is easier than you think. So we're going to give you a couple of steps today, a couple ways to have happier ways to live. The first one was gratitude. If you just stepped in your car, we're glad you joined us. And gratitude, there's a, a lot of ways we can focus on the good things that we have and the gifts that God has given us. And uh, we also 
Glenn encouraged us to make a, 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 a list of things we're grateful for, but to spend time on each one, whether it's a person or it's a trait or it's an object, all the things that, that are so good in your life and think about those things. And, and that will bring out a greater degree of happiness as you concentrate on that. So now we're up to number two, Glenn. All right. Take it away. Second way to be happy is to bless other people. Now, and again, just like gratitude, people say, well, of course, everybody says that. But you have to understand, gratitude is a choice, and you have to do, like you said, to really sort of focus on one thing at a time for it to actually soak in. So you have to be aware of how to be grateful. It sounds sort of silly, but I promise you it's true. So I want to talk about blessing other people. You know, it says in First Peter 3, 9, that we're to bless others. To this we were called. It is literally our calling to bless other people. And... um and I heard this great speaker, he once said, intercessory prayer is when we're speaking to God on behalf of other people. Blessing is when we're speaking to other people on behalf of God. I love that thought. When we bless somebody, we're speaking for God to them about how much God loves them, how much God cares about them, about how important they are, about how they really have a calling. That's, you know, we're literally standing in for God as we say those words. So when somebody says, I have a prophetic word for you, Glenn, what they're saying basically is, rightly, God gave me a word to say to you. In other words, I'm, I'm literally, you know, unlike intercessory prayer where I'm praying to God about a person. When I bless somebody, give them a word of prophecy, I'm speaking for God to that person, which is just interesting to me. I love that thought. But I want to talk about a specific kind of blessing. You know, it's good to, you know, spend some time every day blessing the people in your life and wanting good things for them. That's all good. But what I do sometimes is this really this thing that sounds a little weird, but it's really, really, I find it incredibly helpful to me. I will sit in a place, could be a park where a lot of people are walking by, could be a shopping center where people are walking by, and I just say a prayer for everybody who walks past me. So, you know, it's good to pray for the people you know and to bless them, of course. But there's something really powerful about blessing people you literally don't know. So if I'm on a park bench, I'm going to bless the people who walk in front of me, people who walk behind me. And I'm, it's not long. I'm just going to say just a sweet little prayer for them. Maybe have a good day. May you know that you're loved. May you feel God's presence around you today. When you feel God's gentle acceptance of you. I'm just some really short, simple little prayer. You're doing that quietly in your yeah, head. Yeah, uh-huh, right. Okay. Yeah, so I used to say that a lot, but I got in trouble doing that. Yeah, so, figure. Yeah. <laughs> when they call the police. Yeah, yeah. the mall shoppers right. started to get a little wigged yeah. out. I do that but, in the grocery store. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Because I look at people pushing their cart and right. putting items in their cart, and I, I hope and pray that they're being blessed with right. the ability to you know, afford these groceries and get what they want and, right. and help others. And you know, people that have difficulty with their, their gait, their walk. Right. And I just, my heart just goes out. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you just say a little prayer for this person I you do. don't even know. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, Here's the really cool thing. People might say, well, Glenn, how is that related to happiness? Sounds like a good thing to do, but how is it related to happiness? So I want to talk about that just a little bit so we really understand what happens when we bless somebody else and why it's so powerful, why it tells us right in the scriptures that this is literally that to which you were called, is to bless other people. Now, here's how it relates to happiness. Three levels. First, it relates to happiness on the emotional level. When we're anxious or depressed or kind of down, I promise you, it's because right at that moment, we're too focused on ourselves. It's not because we're self-centered. I'm not saying it's because we're egocentric. I'm just saying at that moment, we're too focused on ourselves. Like, for example, you know, I said before, I can easily get anxious. I, um, part of being autistic is 
Well, our nervous system is always kind of on high alert, so it's really easy for us to feel anxious. There are many social situations, especially, that will always make me anxious. But here's what I notice. If I'm anxious, I'm saying sentences to myself like this as I walk into the room of people. How do I look? Am I wearing the right clothes? How do I save? Somebody asked me how I'm doing. What am I supposed to say? How, who should I talk to first? What should I'm supposed to do? I feel really awkward. And I just want you to notice who's the star of every one of those sentences. You are. Right. That's why I'm anxious. I'm literally too focused on myself. And again, no judgment, just a scientific fact. If I'm anxious, I'm probably too focused on myself. Now, and because I'm so focused on myself that I'm not welcoming of the other people in that group of that room that I'm walking into. Now, the cool thing is the instant I focus on them instead of just trying to be welcoming to them, let them know I'm happy to see them, glad to see that they're here. How are you doing? Can I help you with your jacket? Anything where I'm being welcoming to them, two great things happen. I'm welcoming to them and I'm not anxious because I'm caring for somebody else. See, a blessing, I promise you, I, I really see about how God works in this way. There's no such thing as a blessing that only works in one direction. If I'm blessing somebody else, I promise you I'm being blessed myself. That will always be true. I don't mean that as a, well, a good way to get blessings is to bless somebody else. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. It's mm-hmm. not a manipulative thing. But any prayer I say, like, like you were just talking about in the grocery store, you see somebody who's maybe struggling physically, and you say a little prayer for them. What happens to your heart? Completely softens. And I right. say to myself, this beautiful person right. created in the image of God, right. I, I, I pray that they have um, strength and I pray that they know Jesus. Right. Yeah. So here's a really cool thing. At that moment, while you're praying for them, your heart is softened. You feel great love for that person, right? I do. And like a deep caring. Y- yeah. And this is the agape love that that Jesus was always talking about, the love for a person just because they're a person. Like, you matter to me as a brother and sister in Christ. You are my brother whether you know it or not. You're my sister whether you know it or not. You were created in the same image of God that I was, and we're in this thing together whether we all get that or not. And in that moment of doing that, hopefully there's a blessing that goes out to them, of course, but I just want you to notice the person who's giving that blessing is also powerfully touched. Mm-hmm. And see, what I think is the love that you feel, that agape love that we love to talk about, rightly, see, that's God. When um, when First John 4, 7 says, um, God is love. And then the Apostle Paul in Colossians 3 kind of wrestles with like, well, what does that mean exactly? And finally he says this, love is that which binds together all living things. So, if I'm you in that grocery store and I'm praying for that person, maybe it struggles with their gait, maybe it looks like they're maybe confused, who knows what. Mm-hmm. And I say a little prayer for them. The love that I feel for them, I'm literally experiencing God's love because God's love is the love that binds my heart to all living things. And so whenever I step into that place where I care for another human being and that really pure, don't want anything from you, just want good for you place, I literally experience God's love. It's why your heart is softened, why you're happier, why you're more joyful, why you feel more and peaceful because we are literally then at that moment standing in God's love. It's powerful. So in our blessing them, we are powerfully blessed. We literally are having an experience of the presence of God and it's really, really something. So if I'm praying for those people who walk past me in the grocery store, in the shopping mall, in the park or whatever that is, um, and I'm saying a little blessing for them, it makes me happy on the emotional level. It shifts me from being anxious or depressed, which, like I say, I can easily fall prey to if I'm a little too focused about myself. And instead, it's a big mood shifter. 
and I start feeling happier, joyful. Literally, it's a gateway to happiness. I can pray for somebody else who I don't even know and be happy. Um, and, you know, you've heard me talk a million times about think, feel, do. You know, our thinking drives our feelings, and our feelings drive our behavior. Well, see, if I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what if I look wrong? What if I have the wrong clothes? What if I blah, 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 blah? Well, see, those thoughts created a certain emotion, which is anxious and uncomfortable. But if my thought is, I want to welcome this person. I want to let them know they're cared for. I'm so happy to see them. Those are the thoughts I'm having. Well, my emotions then are way, way different, just like you said. Softer, more gentle, more caring, way more at peace. And I'm not anxious. So, so the first way that I'm blessing other people who we don't even know is related to happiness, is it's related to happiness on the emotional level. It is literally a mood shifter. It changes my emotional state from being depressed, anxious, whatever I'm struggling with, to being way more joyful, happy, in this really pure sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like, these people matter to me. Glenn, I've got a short blessing story. Great, I and, love it. And it, it does involve something that happened to me yesterday. Super. At the bank, and I had an issue at the bank, and it was something regarding... I don't have any money in my account, so they had this issue. So Yeah, I've been talking about that. I know. So this this gentleman that was helping me was in a power chair, Mm -hmm. and it was just a charming, you know, attentive, very helpful. But there was extra work involved in reaching for the phone and dealing with the computer. And he said, I'm just apologizing that it's taking too long. I said, no, it's no worries at all. As a matter of fact... Why don't I go next door and get us something at Starbucks? What, nice. What would you like? Nice. Now that was. It also requires a risk, right? Because right. If, if it's re- refused or rejected, you know, as much as I would like to bless him, right? You know, I don't know what the rules are. Maybe you can't accept offers from customers. Who right. knows what? Right. But he looked up with the most genuine smile and said, right. "Wow, I'd love a cold press with a shot of vanilla um, and half and half." I said, <laughs> "I said you got it." <laughs> And one of those teeny little straws, because I like yeah, those. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, I felt incredibly grateful that right. I could spring up out of a chair right. and walk across the parking lot right. to the coffee shop and right. bring back his beverage and mine. I love that And there story. was the most genuine look of appreciation right. on his face. And right. it literally made my day. But right. he, he could have said, no, nah, no thanks. Right. And then it would have died right, right there. For both of you. I agree. You both would have missed that blessing. That's I agree. the whole thing. I so see. what happens when you want to try to bless somebody and they constantly refuse or reject your blessing, your offer of any blessing? Um, I tell them to quit doing that. <laughs> 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 yeah. If they're a close enough friend, I actually would tell them to quit doing that. But um, <laughs> but, um, but I realize that some people, that's really awkward. That's hard for them to be vulnerable enough to accept that blessing. And give I, up control. And I really get that. So I get, I can't force it. If it's a gift, like I'm grateful for all the gifts that God gives me, I need to understand my blessing is also a gift, which means as soon as I give it, I need to be clear, I'm done. I give a present to my little niece, it's up to her what she does with the present. Mm-hmm. If she loves it, that's great. If she plays with it, that's great. If she shares it with her friends, that's great. If she shows, accidentally puts it in a trash compactor, well, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> So people get to do it with that gift what they want to. I get it. But if they accept the gift, then both of us get blessed, which is why I'm always talking to people about being what I call being a grateful receiver, a gracious receiver, because receiving a gift that people want to give us, it completes the loop. It's at that moment of our being open to receiving it that actually gives us both that blessing. Yeah. So it's it's an encouragement 
when when others when you hear someone that is trying to bless you is right. to receive that yes because right. that's that's how the win-win thing gets set exactly up right exactly right right yeah. and the reason that guy lit up at the bank is because see when we bless somebody they can tell we actually saw them yes yes yeah so we'll take a little break when we come All back right. More with Dr. Glenn Pickering. If you want to learn more about Glenn, drglennpickering.com is his website. He offers a lovely invite for a 20-minute consultation. That's all for free. All you have to do is fill out a form, no strings attached. I think you'll like it. Be right back. Dr. Glenn Pickering, we're talking about uh, being happy is easier than you think. And uh, Glenn, I, I mentioned this to you during the break, I believe, but when you look at some of the news of the world and you see people leaving their uh, bombed apartment with a bag of their belongings to flee their home, to get on a bus, to go somewhere they don't know where they're going to go. Some of them are holding their pet. Some of them think are leaving behind their the man in their life because men 18 to 60 have to stay and fight and you don't know what's going to happen and you are instantly brought into this stark reality that what what am i complaining about again i know i had a sprained ankle one time you know Uh, i don't want to hear i don't want to hear about your ankle your ankle story is boring me (laughs) give that ankle story the boot yeah all right but we're talking about uh two ways to have a happier way of living. And one is gratitude. So as we're just kind of circling back, if you just joined us, gratitude is one of them. And a few people live this because most don't actually know how to do it effectively. Right. Because we have to focus on gratitude. It's like on the things that are good in our life. When it's so easy to focus on the things that are not as they should be, we're literally neurologically wired to notice things that are changing, which are maybe not the way they should because that keeps us out of danger. But if we're not careful, it also keeps us focused on the things that are wrong or that aren't going right, which is a really unhappy way to live. And we could do that, or we could notice all the amazing things that are happening around us, which is also true and actually more true. Um, and that will make us happy. But I was also saying, but even if I just think, oh, I'm so happy for this, that, or the other thing, and I make a little list in my mind without actually thinking very much about any of them, it doesn't actually move my heart because it doesn't soak into me. But if I'm willing to take one of those things at a time and just dwell on it for 30 seconds, just really think about how lucky I am to live where I live or to be able to do the job I do. I try and help people all day long. It's so powerful. I see transformation in my office every day. It's so, honestly, as soon as I actually think about that for 30 seconds, I would just start crying because it's Mm -hmm. just so powerfully cool. Let's talk about the blessings again because the blessing of others is, is I know, on the hearts of so many people who listen to Faith Radio because that is... They're, that's their heart. They right. want to serve, Absolutely. they want to love, and they want to be a blessing to others. Right. And, and they're a blessing to me here right. at Faith Radio because I get messages all the time from people telling me that, and that means the world to me. So thank I you. I love it. But right. talk, Glenn, about how important those small little things are. You know, I love that. I, we were talking just, you know, this segment before the break about um, I sometimes just sit in a shopping center or at the mall or the park or, you know, like you do in the grocery store or your beautiful story about the guy at the bank, and just say little prayers of blessings for the people you don't even know. 
there's something really great about that because I was saying about every blessing goes in both directions. And so even if I just buy a cup of coffee like you did for the guy at the bank, and he's so grateful that you got it for him, it's like, see, both of you are blessed. He's really happy. You saw him. He felt understood and cared for. He had this coffee, which he wanted. You felt great that you were able to make somebody's day. Mm-hmm. And I just think, we always think, oh, it's the grandiose things that make us happy. But honestly, <laughs> goodness, it's those sweet little moments. And just like gratitude only works if we're actually focused on one thing at a time. Well, see, when we're blessing one person that we know or that's just walking past us that we don't know, in that moment of being really connected to them, we... We have both been blessed in really, really powerful ways. And so um, it's those little moments that are really, really literally change our day. Mm-hmm. And is at the center of that story, Glenn, is somebody thinking, I've been noticed. Yes, somebody saw me. I This happens to me all the time, and I, I so don't want to talk about Glenn, but I just notice people. And so I'll be noticing the janitor, you know, pushing the broom down the hallway. And I will see him, and I'll make eye contact, and I'll say hi and smile at him because I get this person's a brother of mine, whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. And at first, they just sort of nod, and then they realize, no, you actually saw me. And they look up, and they smile so big, like, wow, you saw me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I did. Yeah. I saw that your left foot seems like it's not working very well for you, and your shoulder might be hurting, and I'm sad that that's true for you. Mm. I was at a uh, gas station I think in Iowa, and I went in to get a cup of coffee and use the restroom, and right. there was a guy in there cleaning it, and I said to him on the way out, I said, this is the cleanest bathroom I've ever been in. Right. Thank you so much. Right. And he kind of paused and said, no one's ever said that to me. Nice. I love it. It's just about seeing people. Mm-hmm. And again, remember I said, if I'm too anxious, which I can easily be, it's because I'm too focused on myself. The instant I focus on somebody else, I'm not anxious, and they feel seen which is a powerful gift to give to somebody. I, Gwen and I were at a hotel last summer. We stayed there for several days, and they had that little thing where you go downstairs, they have a little breakfast thing set out for you, and there's one person who's always cleaning and keeping everything really nice. And on the third day, when we're getting ready to go, I um, handed her a $20 bill, and I said, you, you did such a great job keeping this so nice. I really appreciate that. And she beamed like I'd given her a million bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I... She was touched by that, of course, but mm-hmm. so was I. It's important to remember those little moments are powerful, and they're always going both directions, always. There's no such thing as a blessing that blesses you and not me, mm-hmm. or me and not you. It never works like that. So, Glenn, this is such a two-way street as yes. we talk about the blesser and the blessee. Right. And I, I, I want to encourage people when you can clearly tell someone is trying to bless you right. to let them. Right. Receive it. That's your gift back to them. The blessing is their gift to you. You're receiving it as your gift back to them. That completes the loop because without both parts of that working, it doesn't work right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, so people say, well, Glenn, why does blessing people randomly make you happy? One, it changes your emotions. It shifts literally your emotional state from anxious, depressed to being like joyful and happy. Second, it changes you on a relationship level. Because, you know, it's easy. I, I have this feeling a lot. You know, I feel lonely or I feel alone. I feel disconnected from other people or like nobody cares because, you know, given my upbringing, there's a whole lot of truth to that. And um, if I'm not careful, I can sink back into that thought. And um, But see, when I'm randomly blessing people as they walk past, whether I know their name or not, because it just doesn't matter, and I just feel that love of God that we were talking about that connects me to them, and I realize I'm connected on that God love, agape level that every single person is walking past me. I know I'm not alone. So, so 
which of course is a powerful relational thing to learn. So blessing people changes me on an emotional level. It changes me on a, on a relational level. It helps me quit thinking I'm alone or separate or isolated or different. It makes me realize, no, I am literally connected by God's love, like we're saying, Colossians 3, to all living things. I'm literally connected heart to heart to every person that walks past me. And when I bless them just in the simplest little way, I literally feel that connection, just like we're talking about with the banker, like the person you're helping out at the grocery store. I care for them. They laid up. There's a connection between us. We literally experience the love of God that connects all living things. And that's a powerful experience. And I know I'm not alone. I know I'm connected to all people, and I know I'm connected to God. And that all my feelings of being lonely or disconnected or not in relationship with people around me literally disappears. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. And, of course, that makes me happy. Because knowing mm-hmm. I'm not alone makes me happy. It's like God's one promise to us is, I'm always with you. I think, right, and so is every other living thing. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. It's all true. It's remarkably simple when you put it this way. Yeah. By noticing people, serving, loving, blessing, you are going to be happier. Yes. Mm -hmm. You will instantly be happier. It's so cool how fast it works. I think I... Right. So, got a couple minutes. I'm going to talk about the last reason why blessing people makes us happy, if that's okay. Please. Great. It also makes us happy in the spiritual level, and here's how come. Everything that that gives us a calling, and, you know, I love it how I started off this little segment by talking about how, you know, in 1 Peter 3, it talks about blessing other people, and that to this you will call. This is literally our calling to be a blessing to other people. And here's how come. Because everything that we call a calling, a ministry, what God wants us to do, kingdom work, doesn't matter. It's all about using the gifts we have on behalf of other people. And see, every time I'm saying a little prayer for every single person who walks past me, I promise you it affects them. They might not know why they're affected. They might not know why they feel gentler or happier. But see, when we pray for other people, especially the ones who are literally just passing by us, the love of God that radiates out from us touches their life. And they're going to feel a little happier, a little lighter, a little more cared for. How do we know that, Glenn? It's so cool. All I have to do is watch what happens to them. It's so interesting. It's subtle, but it's really interesting. Um, Just a little bit ago, I was sitting in a place where like three people walking towards me, obvious on a break from work, kind of complaining about work. I was just thinking, may the rest of your day be blessed. May you see a peace around you. May the three of you be a place where you feel connected and cared for. And honestly, literally... In the 27 seconds it took them to walk past me and go the other way, their conversation shifted. And they started talking about this topic that obviously they were all having fun with and enjoying each other's company. I thought that's just so interesting. Mm. But anyway, and I can just see it happen all the time. Even if I'm just walking down the hallway and I see somebody just like we're talking and I just smile and say hi, they line up. And sometimes they even turn around and look at me afterwards like, what just happened? (laughs) Like, it's so Mm -hmm. weird. I... This happened to me the other day. Somebody was going through a hard time. They said, Glenn, can I give you a hug on the way out the door? I said, sure, and I hugged them. And they looked at me like, whoa, what was that? And I thought, agape, this, this is the love of God that connects all living things. And whether I'm the one giving it or the one receiving it, I get to experience that connection, that reality that God lives right here between me and you. Mm-hmm powerful mm-hmm. and so it sh- so it makes me happy on a spiritual level too because it gives me a sense of purpose literally yeah 
And then just coming off two years of wearing masks where we're not necessarily <laughs> smiling at one another because right. we can't. Right. It's really nice to be Honestly. aware that how important yes. it is to notice people. Yes. And I would so encourage people to use your eyes and your face and your Amen. smile to just let people know you matter. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. Great topic. Cool. Glenn, thanks again for uh, bringing this subject to us today and talking about being happy is easier than you think. If you just joined us, you missed a great hour with Dr. Glenn Pickering. You can go always go to the podcast and check it out at MyFaithRadio.com, the Afternoons with Bill show page. It should be right up there in about a half hour or so. And that's all the show we have for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I love it. I love you. And I hope you have a great night as you lay your head on the pillow. Just know that God is always close by and he's working out his great purpose in your life every day. Have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.